Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. This is the All In Podcast with Mike Gill, Jeff Mosher, and Ryan Rothstein. Oh, that's right. It's the All In Podcast. You hear us at 97.3 ESPN. I'm Jeff Mosher alongside Mike Gill, Ryan Rothstein, the Sports Pass Food, chopping it up like we do every week on lines, spreads, totals, and as we always do, fellas, we start with the Eagles. We didn't have that opportunity last week. They were on the bye. They come off the bye. The Patriots come off the bye. Should be a uh, very enormous showdown for both teams at the link. Let's talk about this interesting spread, okay? There's really something fascinating that I noticed in looking at the spread. I wanted to see if you guys picked up on it, too. The Patriots are favored by three and a half. That is not the surprise to me. That's what I saw on DraftKings. However, did anybody notice something about that three and a half point spread that's a little bit odd? Compared to most three and a half point spreads, anyone? Bueller? I did not uh, um, have anything that jumped out at me. Is are you going to look at the odds? Is that what you're referring to? Yes, so the sir. odds are plus one hundred for New England and minus one twenty two. This is referring to the spread. So if you're going to bet, bet the uh, spread, yes, the Eagles are actually favored in the odds category. Meaning, if you take the Eagles with the points. It's minus 122, and that's typically plus 122. And on the flip side, the Patriots are favored in the spread, but Hmm. the odds are plus 100. What does that tell us? That Vegas can't make up its mind? Ryan, you go. (laughs) (laughs) I was just doing like a yes. Oh, that was just a stretch? I thought you were kind of like raising your hand. No, no, that was like a yes. I got that your first question right. Well, what do you think that does tell you? Uh, I think it tells you that the Eagles are most likely going to cover the spread. That's at least how Vegas looks at it. So mm-hmm. that bet is, in the uh, odds maker's eyes, that bet is a good bet. Mm-hmm. So that's why it is minus 122. To take the Eagles at minus 122 to cover the spread. To cover the spread. They're, mm-hmm. they're saying it's going to be a three-point game or less, essentially. So in the money line, it's minus 182 for the Patriots, plus 148 for the Eagles. So, Mike, if you think, if you're of the mindset of what Ryan's saying, that the Eagles are going to cover, don't you almost... Well, that's just what Vegas is saying No, that, with the no that's what I'm yeah. saying. And I'm saying if you have that same mindset, that if you believe the Eagles are going to cover... Does the money line then just become a better option to make more money? If you think, I mean, unless you really think that they're not going to win, but they will lose well, a close game. Well, if you're game taking the home. money line, you're picking them to win the game outright, right. which yeah. is not great value at plus one fifty. It's good value, it's not, but it's not right. great value if you're picking them at plus one fifty. Mm-hmm. Now they have to win the game outright. I mean, if you're saying, "Look, I think the Eagles can keep the game competitive and lose the game by a field goal," you're getting three and a half. Then you would go the route of just taking the three and a half and you know going that route. If you like the Patriots, you're loving that. I mean, if you think the Patriots are going to win the game and handily, mm-hmm. you're getting very good value uh, for a Patriots plus three and a half. I agree. That, to me, is almost uh, inviting people to want to take the New England Patriots, but then that scares me a little bit whenever I see something like that. It's like, what what do they see that I don't see? And perhaps in this matchup, what they see is an 8-1 and one Patriots team that has really only played two tough teams, and they're 1-1 one and one against those quote-unquote tough teams. And they almost lost both games, to be honest with you. If they weren't playing a Bills team that just turned the ball over a billion times in the first half, maybe they lose that game. Yeah, and let's let's also remember that the Patriots are one of the highest bet teams so far this season because you look at their games and they've played the dumpster fire teams. That's what we've been talking about the past two days is their schedule and how bad it stinks. Mm-hmm. So the Patriots get a lot of attention on a national level as far as betting, 
and you look at their record, they kind of have to set the spread that way, and that's why the odds reflect it. How do you feel about the 44-and-a-half total? It's, it, normally when you think Eagles-Patriots, you think scoring. I mean, even when they're, they're good defensively. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl, you think about the 500 yards, the, the over 70 total points in the game. So you look at 44-and-a-half, and, a half, mm-hmm. and I'm a little conflicted on it because I feel like this game could either be a defensive battle or a shootout. It just depends on which two teams well, get off the bus that we day. We know the last time we saw these two teams, it was a shootout. And I think there was a clear weakness exploited by the Ravens mm-hmm. in their game against um, New England the last you know two weeks ago. Right. Uh, they both had the Eagles and Patriots both coming off a bye this week. The question is, did Doug Peterson say it? If I saw it and you saw it and we saw it, I'm sure Doug Peterson saw it. Can he devise a game plan to do something similar to what the Ravens were able to do? Well, mm-hmm. they don't have Lamar Jackson. Which is running the ball. That's what you're exactly. getting at. Exactly. Right. Running the football at the New England Patriots. Let's be honest. The strength of schedule, I think, is real. The Patriots' defense had been great. They're playing the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills. I mean, they really haven't faced a challenging offense at all this year. Mm-hmm. And the first time they got some sort of challenge, that defense did not look the same. So, I tend to like the over with the 44 in because of that. I think the Eagles now the Eagles have their own offensive challenges. However, I think getting 2 weeks of watching some of the flaws of the Patriots should help them out this week. I'm with Mike Ryan. I like the over. I uh, I do think that the Patriots offense has struggled this year against good teams, but we've seen the Eagles secondary and I'll go back to the Super Bowl even when they had a good defense. That secondary has difficulty covering in a lot of one-on-one situations and I positive Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are going to come in here and try to get as many one-on-one situations. Now, I think the Eagles can get pressure on Brady because when you do that and spread it out, then you leave your offensive line unprotected, and they have a bad offensive line. I think a lot of people don't realize that. The Patriots have a bad offensive line this year. Brady has been under duress, but all it takes is three or four shots down the field to a Dorsett or to an Edelman to get them into the end zone. It's super tough for me this game, guys, because you look at the Patriots and they lead the NFL in takeaways, Mm -hmm. but look at who they've played, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what you can say with, like, every Patriots stat going into this game. You're unsure. New England has scored at least 27 points in seven of their nine games. Philadelphia has given up at least 24 points in all five games against top 20 offenses. The Patriots rank 15th in total offense. The Eagles are 23rd in yards per play and 20th in total offense. So, and guess what? New England New England ranks first in total defense, scoring defense, and opponents' yards per play, even after giving up 37 in their last contest. So, I, mm-hmm. I have no clue how to, how to call this game. If you look at the numbers, it kind of says under. But I, I, I see a shootout. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I see this number going over. I think Carson can throw at least two or three touchdowns. And you know the guy on the other side can do the same. Mike? I uh, tend to like the over as well mm-hmm. with the uh, with the 44 there. Um, and I don't know what the line is. I guess 40, if it goes up to 45, does that change? No, I think if it's a shootout, you're probably looking at a shootout and you're going to go way over that number 44. So I like the over on the 44. Look, I, quite frankly, I like the Eagles with the, with the number here. I mean, mm-hmm. I think um, you're at home. Look, they're the Patriots. I'm not dis- discounting who they are. I don't know that this is a, a, a clear, definitive Super Bowl favorite Patriots yeah. team. You don't know. Um, what we don't know is how just what their ceiling is. We know they're good. We know they're going to be in the playoffs. 
Uh, the AFC's down. Their division is really down. They've had one step up in competition, and they did not do very well. The Eagles had one step up in competition uh, at Green Bay, and they handled themselves in that game in terms of offensively. They were able to put points on the board, and you know, they got beat up by Bre- uh, uh, by uh, Rodgers a little bit, and you would expect that. That's why I like the over in this game. If I'm picking a number, I probably like Philadelphia getting the three and a half. Eagles money line and over is a plus 320. So even though you like the Eagles with the points, there's a lot of value if you just like the Eagles outright altogether. And they've been so dominant at home, especially this year, where they play way better than on well, the that's road. That's another good point. Is that the Eagles is are a much better. They're 3-1, and one, second best team since 2016. They're the second best home team in the NFL. Correct. So all to me, all signs indicate in a game where it's tough to call, you want to make some money, I would almost say Eagles money line and over is the best bet at plus 320. All right, so I'm going to throw something at you. A safer bet might be Eagles points in the over. Yes, that's probably a safer bet. I do agree. But here's the fun bet, something I used to throw at you guys a lot Mm -hmm. uh, in earlier episodes here for All In, but home team winning margin. Mm. How about this? I I like the Eagles to possibly win this game by a touchdown. Okay. 7 to 12 points. Home team to win by 7 to 12 points. Uh-huh. Plus 600. Oh, wow. All right. So there, there's some money to be had there. And guess what? If you think it's going to be a close game, if you think it's going to be under a touchdown, you can even go home team to win by 1 to 6 points on DraftKings, and it's plus 360. That's good value as well, but it's essentially doubled if you think the Eagles can win by a touchdown. Well, wow, that almost says if I've got $100, I might consider putting, and I'm, I'm of your mindset that the Eagles yeah. are going to win, uh, and by 7-12, to 12, you can put maybe 50 on the Eagles' money line and over at plus 320, 50 on the Eagles' 7-12 at plus 600. So as long yeah. as the Eagles win, you're getting some, you're gonna some get, serious you're gonna get cash. Some, and then hit that, uh, especially if they hit the over on that. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. So there are a lot of favorable odds if you really believe the mm-hmm. Eagles can pull this off. And if you believe, like most of us do, that if they do win this game, it ain't going to be going away. It's probably no. going to be by uh, a touchdown or around there. Uh, any player props that will come out this week that you guys will have your eyes on? Definitely want to look at the rushing numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagle running backs, Jordan Howard, even Miles Sanders in this situation here. Because uh, it seems like you can run the ball against this Patriots team. And if you stick to it, you should be able to get something there. And the Eagles, with the way they split their carries, you should get a number that's kind of, uh, you know, mid-level, like 50, 60 yards. I like Jordan Howard to score a touchdown just in the game. Jordan Howard scored a touchdown. I think that's a very safe bet. They're going to get down in the red zone, and they're going to give him the ball. Right. I mean, he's that's what he's done all year. You're more of a props guy than me. If I'm going to look for a Julian Edelman prop, what is what am I probably going to find? Over 80 yards or 70 yards? How, how does that uh, usually... You're usually going to find somewhere between 70 and 80, all but right. it also depends on what that particular receiver averages per game, mm-hmm. which I don't know off the top of my head. I would have to imagine that Edelman receiving yards is going to be 77 and a half over or under. I have to predict. I kind of like the over because the Eagles have given up, uh, I think, seven receivers have gone for over 100 yards against them in nine games. Yeah. So if you're looking for one guy. Sanu's a guy to keep an eye on. He had a good game last week uh, for the Patriots. Uh, Sanu is their kind of middle of the field guy, whereas Edelman, well, he does both. He goes inside and outside. But I think that those are two really good players to look at as far as the. If if someone's going to beat you over the top, it's probably going to be Dorsett, but he doesn't get enough targets, in my opinion. To where you would want to put money over exactly. That. Edelman is a guy that can beat you in a whole different variety of well, ways. And, and but Dorsett be, is a good guy to score a touchdown. That would be a good problem. This will be really the first game where we get to see the Eagles secondary back at full strength. 
mm-hmm. and challenged. They've been back at full strength a couple of weeks, but you had Allen and you had Trubisky. Now you're getting Brady and a real offense. So we'll see. You know, this game should give us a better understanding of, you know, Jim Schwartz gets a lot of heat. Some people think that he's terrible. Other people uh, realize he's been kind of playing with his hand, one hand tied behind his back. Is the Eagles secondary fixed with this these guys back? This will be really the first chance against a legitimate offense with the full strength. Absolutely. That will be a question that we will be monitoring, all, not just here on All In, but obviously on 97.3 ESPN. But that should help us moving forward yes. with the Eagles and how to bet them. Exactly, especially when they play a few teams down the stretch that are known for airing the ball out a little more, like Big Dallas, time. an example. We'll know uh, what's real and what's not real. Let's move on to some other NFC East games. This is an interesting line. The Cowboys are four-and-a-half-point favorites in Detroit, but there's no over-under number listed, and there's no money line listed. So I, I'm guessing that's because Detroit, they don't know if Stafford's going to play or Driscoll's going to play, but apparently it doesn't matter to them from a point standpoint. They think that either way the Cowboys are going to be four-and-a-half-point favorites. They just don't know whether it's going to be more high-scoring or low-scoring, I'm assuming. That's why we haven't seen an over-under total. Uh, interesting, yeah, because I think the quarterback there makes a big deal uh, for Detroit, obviously, mm-hmm. and how many points they can score in the game. They have been a competent offense with Stafford. They were not competent last week against a good Bears defense, but you know Jeff Driscoll is not one of your higher-end backup quarterbacks. So uh, if he plays, great spot for Dallas. If he doesn't play, makes the game obviously more interesting, and that's what Vegas is waiting for. The four-and-a-half is the number – if Stafford doesn't play, I would think that's a good bet on Dallas. I mean, I think they coming off the loss, they got to get their stuff back together here. You got a backup quarterback. If they don't cover the four and a half, they got real questions out there. When we've yeah. seen the Cowboys lose this year, Ryan, it's usually because they did a terrible job stopping the run, right? Green Bay ran on them. We just saw Minnesota run on them. I believe the Jets ran the ball fairly decent on them in that win. The, I look at the Lions. They don't have Kerryon Johnson. They have not been running the ball well at all. So when I look at the Cowboys giving four and a half, I think I don't care who's starting quarterback for the Lions. I think this is a number, especially coming off the loss, uh, this is a number for me to jump on the Cowboys at. I completely agree. It, it started at three, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, the spread. It's at four and a half now. You can make it five. I, I like Dallas to cover this number either yeah. way. Yeah, Mike, do you like Dallas to cover? Uh, initially, yeah. I mean, this, uh, this might have lock of the week potential if you ask. Uh, I think it's one of them. Plays, I might, you know, keep in mind, Detroit went to Philly with Stafford, won the game. Uh, they have a couple of games where they've hung in there, and and we've kind of changed our thoughts on Detroit. Now we've kind of slipped back a little bit recently here. Yeah. Uh, but they lost last week with no quarterback. I mean, a lot of teams, if you play Jeff Driscoll, aren't going to win that game. No, that, that's absolutely correct. I just think their inability to run the ball yeah. um, without Carrion uh, Johnson, and, and they're, they're struggling. Well, in one area them. where Detroit's actually decent, though, is with the tight end game, and mm-hmm. we know that Dallas, we're starting to see a pattern that their linebackers are not very good in coverage. So uh, Hawkinson is a guy who has had some really big games yeah. for Detroit. So if Stafford and even Driscoll, I mean, that's where the backup quarterback likes. They're, they're typically very tight end heavy because a lot of those guys are a check down kind of guy. So sure. that could be an area where the Lions could say, look, we'll attack their linebackers with our tight end game, and that's how we'll, we'll go after them. By the way, the Lions have not had 100 yards as a team rushing since September 29th, week four, 
56 yards, 81 yards, 59 yards, 90 yards, and 98 Well, I think yards. they had a streak wow. of years until oh, well, yeah. recently yeah. that they finally got a guy. I think it was like years yeah. before they finally had a guy. They're that, back. Uh, yeah. I think it was Javid Best Whoever. before Carry on Johnson. But it was not. It was a long time. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other NFC East game, the Red- Washington Redskins at home against the red-hot New York Jets, who are coming off that win over the Giants. The Jets are getting a point in Washington, even though the Redskins have announced that Dwayne Haskins is their starter. The Jets are – I'm a little surprised that the Jets are – I know they're the Jets, but they're playing Washington. I know it's in Washington, but it's Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> Haskins You got to jump on the Jets on this line, don't you? Do you? It, both teams stink. Point. I mean, the Redskins <laughs> are just getting the standard one because they're at home. That's uh-huh. it. It really should be a pick them. I mean, what I just what think, makes you feel I confident Case, about either side? I, I would think if Case Keenum were starting the game, maybe even Colt McCoy, I would agree with you. But Dwayne Haskins has thrown 44 passes in the NFL. He has no touchdowns, four interceptions, and a passer rating under 50. Guys, here's the number. <laughs> all right, Washington, all they do half well, competent, is run the ball. Mm-hmm. The Jets are the best team in the league. They're the best uh, against the run in the league. They're the best rush defense in the NFL, which means – uh, they rank number one in opponent yards per rush. Uh, the one thing that Washington can try to do well, that's the, what the Jets do best. Mm-hmm. The Jets aren't very good, but they do one thing well, and that's stop the run, which means if they're going to win this game, you got to ask Haskins to do it. I can't trust that. I look at the 38-and-a-half. No. I look at these two offenses, and I say I'd be sh- I would not be shocked at all if the final score didn't even total more than 28-and-a-half. <laughs> I wouldn't this be. This got like 18-and-a-half. Written all over. Exactly. Eight and a half. Yeah. Now, the Jets did put up, what, 30-some last week against the Giants. Couple Who do you like better, Washington correct? or New York Giants? Ugh. I think I like Washington's D better than the Giants' D. All right. Yeah. I, w- I would say I like Washington's but D. You, I mean, okay. Offensively, yeah. And offensively, the Redskins are bad. They are terrible. They are horrific. So, I, I love the Jets plus one, honestly. I, lo- I mean, I can't say I love it because it is the Jets, but I do feel like that's an opportunity. I'm not a big teaser guy, but I feel like this is a game that you might be able to jump on a teaser with the Jets and get them, what, plus seven and a half. Yeah. And then you're feeling like, look, this game is close no matter what. If it's 9-6, 17-16, you know, 21-17, something like that. Sure, sure. Then you could tease it. You get the Jets maybe getting three or four points instead of one. I like that. Good idea. Uh, Ryan? I, I wouldn't touch this game. Not I, touching it I do think the Jets should probably be favored by a, a field goal, a couple points, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess there's an opportunity there. But my thing is both teams think you, you have no idea how to predict this you're, game. You're almost asking for trouble. By you're asking for trouble, man. That, right. That's how I look at it. So right. I, I would stay away from it, but I think there's an opportunity with the Jets if you really like to live dangerously. All right, let's find uh, – let's let's talk at the almost at the ha- – well, kind of past the halfway point, but the updated NFL MVP odds. Uh, I find them really interesting. So Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson are at the same, plus 225. Um, next best would be Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson tied for plus 700. Mahomes plus 1,200. McCaffrey plus 1,400, Dak plus 2,000, Dalvin plus 2,500, Brady 3,000, and Cousins 3,300. Is there anybody that we think we can eliminate from this conversation and say, you know what, the odds look great, but yeah. the, the money's not there, or the money's good, but the, the the reality of it is not there? I think McCaffrey's won. The running back's not winning the, uh, winning the MVP award. Really? And mm. I don't think they're making the playoffs. 
Okay, I think wow. I can I can buy that. That if you don't think they're going to make the playoffs, yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, he can't win the MVP. And the running back being in there, he's the only running back in the whole mix. What's that tell you? That's not happening. Okay, fair right? enough. I, think, I I don't know. I, I think he's having a historic year. I I think it's they have a, to make the playoffs though for him to Jamal to win. Lewis sure. ran for over two thousand yards. He didn't get a sniff for MVP. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I well, I well, personally would leave him as a long shot. I wouldn't like. You know, but straight let, up eliminate them yet. Let's just totally get to the the facts, though. They'd have to make the playoffs. They're not going to win the division, right? I think we all no, right. so probably not. They they're Barring they're injuries. like one game over five hundred, and we've already talked on the show about how the Packers and the Seahawks are yeah. each wild card type teams. If not the Packers and right. Minnesota, they're four or five games over five hundred. Yeah. So for the Panthers to make the playoffs. They have to go on a ridiculous run, and they've got a tough schedule. So I kind of understand where Mike's coming from. It's a way long shot. Sure, and that's what I said. It's a long shot. I just wouldn't eliminate him yet. Because okay. I well, just, he asked me to eliminate him. Well, that's, like, like, yeah. that's what I I'm trying it. to do for financial purposes. Yeah. So if I have to eliminate one guy. I mean, I'm not suggesting that he shouldn't be no, I know. in the conversation. But I feel that Mahomes, if they get hot, win the division, and it's because he throws you know, 35 touchdowns here down the stretch or whatever, I mean, mm-hmm. something ridiculous. Uh, Brady, I'm never going to count him out. If Breeze, uh, you know, he comes back and now Breeze, I find to be somewhat of a long shot because he missed so many games. But if he gets on a hot run where his numbers are like look like he didn't miss time, mm-hmm. I think that gives him a shot. Uh, Garoppolo, I feel like that he's a little bit of a long shot. His numbers yeah. aren't even going to suggest. I, I, I don't yeah. even want to bring him into the conversation. No. Even if they win the division, which they will, everybody's going to say it's a defense. But at 2,500, I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying that. At least McCaffrey's right smack in the middle. You ask me, yeah. who do I eliminate? I'm going to give you a realistic guy who's plus 900 mm-hmm. in the middle of the pack. Of the middle of the pack guys, he's the guy that I think is uh, is the one I re- would remove. Okay, yeah. how about and as we get to the top here, if you want to find the best, the combination of the, re- the value and the reality. I-, I look at Russell Wilson, and you know that his schedule is going to be very, very tough. I don't know if he's going to be able to win division, and he'd probably get you the wild card, but when you compare him to what Lamar Jackson is doing, yeah. Lamar's probably going to win the division. So isn't it I, I more feel, safe to take Lamar than right. Russ? I feel Jackson should be the favorite right now. I, I mean, Russell Wilson is doing great things. Lamar Jackson was told he shouldn't even be playing the position. Right. Mm-hmm. And they are. he is having historic numbers, and he played the Patriots, whipped them. I mean, he beat Russell Wilson head-to-head in his building. I don't know how Lamar Jackson isn't getting – far and away the best odds to win this thing. In fact, I'm going to do it right now and put it on my phone. You're going to give me plus 250. I might as well take it. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this, because this is the part of figuring out the best play, right? We know that they are leading the NFC North, but there's no track record yet of Lamar winning. You've got Rodgers and Deshaun Watson at plus 700. Rodgers is one game. No, he's in first place. And they have a schedule where if they can win 11 or 12 games, Mm-hmm. You know that Aaron Rodgers is going to get that MVP over Lamar just for being Aaron Rodgers. I don't Lamar's know. Not, Lamar's not getting it. And I'm not saying he doesn't mm-hmm. deserve it. He absolutely deserves it. He's not getting NFL MVP this year. So you like Rodgers plus seven Not better. happening. Yeah. Russell Wilson's the best bet. You hear it every day. We're brainwashed. Russell Wilson, the leading NFL MVP candidate. You hear it on that. I heard it on 12 different shows after the Monday night well, game. What if he doesn't make so, the playoffs, which is a very – it's a possibility it's, they don't win the division and don't get the wild card. If he makes the playoffs, he's MVP. 
Yeah, and, and we're looking for the safest. You're going to make Russell the playoffs, Wilson. and you're going to have a great year. The it's best story. For me, it's I still Russell think Aaron Rodgers. And Wilson I love Aaron Rodgers. He's right there. I think it's it's going to be Wilson or Rodgers. I'd put my money on By both. Way, of them. DraftKings has Lamar Jackson as the favorite now with Wilson. They're plus both 225. plus two twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so depending on where you're at, what site you're going to, here Rodgers is plus seven hundred. Watson's plus seven hundred. McCaffrey's plus fourteen hundred. He's kind of you know falling uh, a little farther. Uh, locally, you got uh, Wentz at six thousand, mm-hmm. but Lamar Jackson is the story. Number one, he is. right now, number one. This is the kind of guy that wins the MVP. The guy that no one talked Electric about, who's line. the great story, yep. who gives the great soundbite. People don't like Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. They don't like him. He's not a likable guy. He's won it before. Jackson's the kid who says all the right things, who had all the stuff against him, right? And this team was not thought to be a Super Bowl contender. And now many people have them number one in their power rankings. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's the guy. Well, we'll find out. Because he, I know I, that- first of all, I agree he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Right now. He's not going to get it. He's he, And even if he goes on this run, mm-hmm. they're not going to – if Wilson makes the playoffs, Russell Wilson's going to get MVP. And I think Lamar Jackson's deserving. I hope I'm wrong with that prediction. If that pans out how we're hypothetically saying it is, but mm-hmm. – I just don't see them giving it to him well, this let me, year. Let me just round uh, finish up by this. The stage is set for what Mike is saying. The stage is set yes. for Lamar to either win this thing or to be counted out in somebody else because they've got the Texans. They have the 49ers. We know they finished up the year against the Steelers, which could be a, a game for the division. So um, they'll play some tough teams like Buffalo. But Buffalo's got a good defense. We know that. So he goes through. He goes, you know, wins five or six in the next few games. He'll get it. If he starts to tumble and it doesn't seem to doesn't, get to the division, maybe doesn't make the wild card, then obviously he's not going to get it. So the stage is set for that. Mike, real quick before we end this thing, this Rutgers-Ohio State note is uh, pretty unbelievable in college football this weekend. A 51-and-a-half point spread, which is the largest in Big Ten history. And and obviously we can't wager on that because it's a New Jersey Well, if you're listening in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or Delaware, beyond, you can uh, put some money on this game. And obviously the the crazy part about this – According to the spread records, which go back to 1985 when lines finally you know, were pretty available, 51.5 point spread is the biggest in conference history. Mm-hmm. But this is the crazy part about it. The game over under is 55.5, <laughs> which kind of implies that Rutgers will only score four points in the game. That's unbelievable. So 51.5 <laughs> is, the, is the spread, but the over under total is only 55.5. The margin of error <laughs> – for you to be able to bet Ohio State and the and the under is almost nil. They would have to win the game like fifty four. Uh, you know, yeah, fifty five nothing. Right, would be the if Rutgers scores three, you're screwed. If you know, <laughs> it's it's crazy because if they don't if they don't score more than fit. Now I think they're implying that they're going to score seventy. Uh huh. And Rutgers might get, you know, three. But then, of course, you're going way over anyway. But they're basically saying if the game is right at the number, it's got to be 55 nothing, something like that. And and it's just a crazy, crazy spread. It's it's historic. It's never happened before. Well, I can just tell you this before I go to Ryan. If I could bet this in Jersey, I would take Ohio no State qu- with the points. Put it this way. I mean, <laughs> I know we don't like to look at he beat them, they'll beat them. Ohio State beat Maryland seventy-three to fourteen last week. Maryland beat Rutgers forty-eight to seven. Oh man! The so trans- if Ohio State wanted to, there. if if Ohio <laughs> State wanted to, and heck, 
look, Chris Ash was at Ohio State. They could be ticked if they fired him and say, we're going to put 90 on you. Mm. And they could if they wanted to. Ryan, what you got on the NFL? You have a stat that's really interesting? Yeah, just one fun note here before we sign off. So the Saints failed to cover this past week, guys. And going into that game, they ended, well, after the game, they ended a 6-0 and streak covering the spread. So they were 6-0 and going into Sunday covering the spread. And now... The Dolphins are the new kings of the NFL covering five straight games, which is the new longest streak in the NFL. Oh, break the, up Dolphins the Dolphins are the cover kings. The so cover I got a couple of quick college football tidbits for us. All right. Ohio, uh, Iowa, which some people are saying, how are they favored against Minnesota? They've right. won six games when they're favored by a field goal or less. They're five and one against the spread in those games uh, with the only one was this season against Iowa State. They were a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So people are saying, why is Minnesota an underdog? Because Iowa is a very good uh, in a very good spot this week with the numbers. So Iowa actually uh, is 5-1 and one against the spread when they are in this spot here. No respect um, for the Gophers. Yeah, Georgia this weekend, in the last 20 years, there have been 10 top-five teams favored by a field goal or less on the road versus a team outside the top 10. They've gone 2-8. and eight. Georgia's got a lot of pressure on them. They are now number four in the college football playoff, and a lot of people don't think they belong there. And now they're in a spot here uh, where they are a uh, favored by a field goal or less on the road against a ranked team outside the top ten. So a good spot to bet against Georgia this week. And how about this Minnesota? If you go back there, last time a nine and zero team or better was a dog in a regular season game versus a three loss team. 2012, Ohio State plus two at Wisconsin. Ohio State won that game 21-14. The only time in the last 40 years a team 9-0 or better was a three-point dog versus a three-loss team. 1990, Wyoming lost 17-8. to So, Minnesota hmm. in a very interesting spot. Are they for real? They got to win on the road this week. All right, let's finish it up. Locks of the week real quick. Mike Gill, your lock of the week. Lock of the week this week. Wow. Uh, there's some very interesting games out there. Now, last week I gave you the Colts, which uh, they don't have a line this week, thankfully, because I'm never going back to those guys again. <laughs> How do you lose at home um, in that spot there? Yeah. Um, you know, I like Minnesota this week. Ten and a half's a lot, but Denver on the road. Denver's got quarterback issues. I think the Vikings are really putting into high gear right now. Uh, their offense is, you know, been much better since early in the year, and I like their. De- I think Denver's going to have a real tough time scoring with Allen. And uh, so I like the Vikings at home and, you know, 10 and a half, a swallow that the over-under is only 40 in that game. That kind of tells you that Denver's not scoring a whole heck of a lot. No, if they're not, not. going to score all that much, I like Minnesota to win the game. I don't know, like 27-10, something like that. Maybe Adam Thielen comes back too. So we'll have to monitor that. That would be a big boost for the Vikings. Ryan, Dallas. Of the week. Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, we mentioned that one. It's, That's it's it. It's kind of hard, right? Yeah. I, I hate Minus to say it, but. When it comes to your bank account, you got to go with it, and I don't see them not covering. All right, my under of the week uh, is under 38.5 in the Jets-Redskins game. I really mm. honestly believe that that total is probably going to be under 28.5. 38.5. The Jets have not scored more than 18 points on the road this year, and they haven't scored more than 16.5 points in any of Sam Darnold's road starts. So some, they can win, but they ain't going to score a lot. How about Oakland's a 10.5-point favorite this week? You know, that's pretty crazy. I was tempted the on The 49ers, 11.5. You got a lot of big double-digit spreads. All right, that's going to do it for the All In Podcast. Again, you can hear us on 97.3 ESPN. For Mike Gill and Ryan Rothstein, I'm Jeff Mosher. And as always, we will remind you to make that money. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Money.